Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bro, I am not used to seeing you without a hat. How come we're hatless today? What's going on? I'm, I'm hatless because I have a very tight window to fit this into. I don't even have time to put on and take off a hat. That's how busy I am. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, we've got a tight window today. Uh, We are going to get down to it. This is the Joker's mustache with, of course, me and the great R.D. Reynolds. We have an episode this week starring a new Mr. Freeze called Ice Spy. Take it away, my friend. Ice Spy. Yes. And what what a show this is going to be. There is tons, and I mean tons. You have to pay attention because this this is the start of when things start to change. And you may not have even noticed this yet, but there are major things happening on this show. Things that have been here since day one that are not here are no longer going to be here at all. So this is a monumental episode. I spy. It is the second to last episode of season two original air date march 29th 1967 that's a wednesday on this date in u.s history at 5 a.m eastern time the employees of all three major television networks abc cbs and nbc and their radio networks as well went on Strike. Strike. Look, talk about uh, deja vu. History repeating itself. Announcers, newscasters, anchors, and other performers who were members of the AFTRA, that would be the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, walked off for the job. Walked off the job for the first time in history after being unable to agree on a new collective bargaining agreement. Strike would be settled 13 days later. And on April 10th, just in time, shoo, for the Academy Awards show. Interesting. And also, let me just point out that Ice Spy is a play on words of a very popular show that was on on at the time called Ice Spy. 1965 to 1968 NBC television show, Ice Spy. Excuse me, I spy. I correct? believe it was, was it Robert Culp and Bill Cosby? That was before my time, I wouldn't Yeah, know. I think you, I, I believe it was Robert Culp and Bill Cosby. Go ahead. 
we go to the intro and we get the luxury liner. The 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 narrator tells us, SS Gotham Queen, only hours out of Gotham City, her passengers are enjoying a final meal on board, little knowing it could be their final meal. So, we meet world famous ice skater Miss Glacia Glaze and a professor whose name is Isaacson. She wants to know about this special formula that he's developing, and he says, well, it's top secret. And then he immediately tells her what it is. Right. So this guy is already, he already has a strike against him. Yeah. And I want to understand, look, he's a guy, right? You got a pretty girl in front of you. Sometimes you may, things that you wouldn't tell someone else. You may tell a pretty girl. We're not ready to rate this girl yet, but she, no. Oh, don't, don't give her, don't. You you need to go to, you need to go to the optometrist, my friend. If you're sitting there going, man, this girl's quite the looker. Please tell me you're not art. Please tell me we're not going to have. These she is definitely. She is definitely better than the horse face that you put over last week, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, I put that woman over, not for her looks, but for her memorable voice. Yeah. But I got. I got to tell you, when you get when you get to the end of this show, she looks better. Well, no, no, I was going to say that. She was pretty hideous at the beginning, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we find out that Leslie Parrish, she's got to be somebody, bro, because they're kind of giving her equal billing to Eli Wallach, uh, who plays Mr. Freeze. She's not just on she's not just on a name on a list with six other people. She got her own billboard, bro. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to her next episode. Oh, That's what you and I always do. We always rate on the second episode, although we won't be able to do that moving forward. That's so. True. All right, let's anyway. let's let's go on. Go ahead. <clears throat> anyway, he explains he's going to be working at the Bruce Wayne Foundation and uh she's going to be doing a uh, she's going to be doing an ice review at the Bruce Wayne Ice Arena. What? How much money does Bruce have? Bruce Wayne has that his he hands can just in build ice arenas. Yeah, he's got his hands in everything, bro. Yes. Meanwhile, on the deck, captain's quarters, <clears throat> the ship spots an iceberg in Gotham City Harbor, and they hit the brakes. What on earth is going on here? The narrator tells us, but the location of this iceberg isn't the only strange thing about. It's what's inside the iceberg. It's Mr. Freeze's unique new hideout below the waterline. So we go to Mr. Freeze's unique new hideout. And we meet not the first, not the second, but the third actor who has played Mr. Freeze uh, in this series. So... If you remember the first Mr. Freeze, he was really, he was a very James Bond villain. Yeah. I mean, very prim and proper. Very 19, you know, I could have totally seen that Mr. Freeze with Sean Connery. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Going, going, going toe to toe. The second one was 
bald, <clears throat> and uh, and he froze o- O'Hare and Gordon. Remember that? That was yeah. good. That was good times. That makes him a hero in my book, to be honest. This one is, he's just got like crazy eyebrows and gray skin and weird hair. Uh, is this the Mr. Freeze you remember? What, think of no, Mr. no, Freeze, the, 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 the best Mr. Freeze is the second Mr. Freeze. Otto Preminger played the second Mr. Freeze. He was by far the best Mr. Freeze. Even though Eli Wallach... Uh, bro, this this dude was a great actor. I mean, great, great actor. But Otto Preminger was the best Mr. Pre- this is me twirling my eyebrows out. Yeah. I twirl. It almost looked like he twirled his eyebrows like a villain. Yeah, like does his mustache. Yeah, would yeah. do it. Yeah. Anyway, he's watching everything from an ice periscope. Very helpfully labeled. <clears throat> and get this, kids. He's in cahoots with Mr. Glacier Glaze. Yes. She's on a little gimmick, you know, that's her, like her makeup mirror, but it's also doubles as a two-way radio. Tells his men, you need to go kidnap the professor. Victory at last. Soon I'll be able to cover the entire world with an instant ice cap. We then go to a hard cut. Bruce is already on the bat phone. There, there's it never rings. There's no no cute little interlude. It's literally cut from that. Bruce is on the bat phone. He says, and then you say the kidnappers disappeared back into the iceberg, and somehow the Gotham Queen was released. We'll ride with the wind, Commissioner. Boom, they're down the bat poles. And I want to believe that years later, uh, that's where Christopher Cross uh, got the title of the song, Ride With The Wind. I want to believe. I thought it was Ride Like The Wind. Same thing. Six and one, half a dozen of another. Sure. You ever go to a Christopher Cross concert? I have not. What's the last concert you went to? (sighs) What's the next concert you're going to? Nothing. There's nothing on the agenda for the next concert. The last concert I went to was Elton John's farewell tour. Mm. I'm going to see Extreme next month. Very My nice. favorite band. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that on the show. What's the last concert you went to? Uh, that is a great question. Uh, a 38 special at Epcot. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I was the youngest one there. There were, there. I mean... There were a lot of oldies there. There was this one woman that was, and I was like, Grant, you know, calm down, Eleanor. You're going to throw <laughs> that hip out. It's not going <laughs> to be pretty. Uh, meanwhile, go, back at the iceberg. Yeah, we, not Gordon's office, I yeah. wrote. Because, again, we, we're not cutting to Gordon's office. Uh, we go to the iceberg instead. <clears throat> and it's uh, the narrator tells us, wow. <laughs> The Batmobile uh, glides towards police headquarters. Mr. Freeze is having his own icy sport with Professor Isaacson. So Freeze demands the formula for frozen ice. Right. Uh, To which I have a question. He wants the formula for frozen ice. Other kind of ice is he looking for? Well, isn't it instant, instant frozen ice? But he didn't say that. That's true. You are are correct, sir. Yes. The professor says, well, tough luck. It's not written down. He goes, it's all in here. 
and memory is a strange and intangible thing, you frosty-faced fool. I like that. That was nice. Yes. Mine won't work at your command. Now, Freeze, as you can imagine, he's not happy. So he gets his henchman, Frosty, and I think his name was Chillblade. Chillblade, take the professor away. Freeze says, dismantle this hideout. Remove all evidence of us ever having been here. We'll take this perverse professor to Gotham City and ice him. How was this man perverse? Do I even want to know? Uh, No, I don't think so, no. He has a chilling scheme by which I'll not only gain my ends, but permanently deep freeze the dynamic duo. We also learn that he has a pet. Mr. Freeze has a pet. It's a homing seal. Yes. Isn't that nice? Very nice. We then do go to Gordon's office. Saints preserve us. O'Hara says, who else could it be but that ice devil incarnate (laughs) Mr. Freeze. Yes. Gordon says the captain had nothing else to add to his, and I am just quoting the man here, preposterous story. Yes. He lives in Gotham. Is this story that preposterous? Uh, At this point, no, but it will get a little preposterous. Gordon gives Batman and Robin the passenger list of the ship. BNR take off to the bat cave with the list looks as though we were in for a long cold winter commissioner this is what this is o'hara talking right let me let me clarify this o'hara says this it looked as though we were in for a long cold winter commissioner but now i think we're due for a sudden change in the weather of course batman and robin are here at this point gordon says Begora. So now they have decided, okay, Batman and Robin like to switch lines. Sometimes the villains like to switch lines. This time, O'Hara and Gordon are just going to, you know what? Here, Chief O'Hara, you do my lines. Jim Gordon, you read O'Hara's lines. And they are they are doing it, though, purposely to see if we catch it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And we are catching it. Yes. I mean, it's 60 years later, but we're catching it. Yes. We go to Mr. Freeze's new hideout under the Bruce Wayne Ice Arena. In Glacia, she just gushes over having the hideout here. <clears throat> he asks, Mr. Freeze asks Frosty, what is the temperature in the quick freezer? <laughs> to which he says, 200 below, boss. Dead on the cold nose. Which I thought was very weird. That guy was kind of a creep. Yeah. We learned they're keeping the professor in there, but they can't get they can't get that formula out of him. Yep. <clears throat> and uh she thinks Glacia, she's just like giddy over this. You know, she is giddy over the fact that they're keeping a man two hundred below weather. So you know, wouldn't it have made more sense since uh 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 Isaacson Mm-hmm. Already gave a gla- glacier some information at the dinner. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it have made more sense for them to paint the picture that they had captured glacier yes. as well? Yes. Because glacier. you would think if Not she glacier. was, yeah, you would think if she was alone in a room with them, she would be able to get more information. No, 
I, I that's where I thought it was going. Okay. But it was it was not. They no, they made her. She was just as evil as the rest of them. Yeah. And okay, I know I kind of bagged on her looks at the beginning. She's no prize. Don't get me wrong. And we'll 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 fight about her next episode. I'm sure. My humble estimation, she's no prize. But don't you think she could have done a little better than that guy, frozen gray man? Was he gray or blue? I don't know. He looked gray Gray, on mine. Grayish blue. Yeah. 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 He looked ill. I'll say that. Yeah. Anyway, he feeds the seal. Everyone's happy. We go to the bat cave. They go over the passenger list. Finding members of a fireplace equipment dealers tour. A fireplace equipment dealers tour. What? Boy, that sounds like a good time. Uh, Batman knows that's unlikely cohorts of Mr. Freeze. Right. Also, a guy that owns a furnace company. Probably also not that. They come up with Emma Trunk. And Robin's just like, ah, who cares? He goes, no, no. No. Batman says. Emma Trunk was her original name. She changed her name to Glacia Glaze. Yes. Robin gives us a holy ice skate. And so now we have a girl with a stage name. Is this the first girl with a stage name we've had on the show? I think so. I'd like to think all the other girls that have been on here, those were all their. I would think so too. Parental given names. Yes. But what would a talented, beautiful, famous star like Glacier Glaze see in Frostbitten Freeze? You said it, dude. I don't get it. <clears throat> Batman says the famous Robales has already answered that for you, Robin, with his great wit. To each his own, as the woman said when she kissed her cow. I feel like I missed something. I need to go and do some research. That was tremendous, yes. Gosh, Batman, that's that's sure great wit, all right, exclaims Robin. They decide Bruce should go. Bruce should go. Bruce should go to the debut of Glacius Ice Skating Exhibition. He's going to go there with Aunt Harriet. And Dick's going to stay home and work on his essay on glaciers. That's kind of fortuitous timing, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Very. That was very, very coincidental and convenient at the same time. We go to Gordon's office, and Gordon is reading Bonnie the Riot Act. Bonnie, how long has it been since we've heard anything of Bonnie? Does Gordon keep her, like, where where do you think Gordon keeps his secretary? Under the desk? Do you you (laughs) think this next line that you're about to recite, do you think this line at any time has ever been said, at any chief police commissioner's office in the entire world. Bonnie, the next time you send in an unannounced visitor, you'd better send a tank of water and some live fish along with him. No, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. So they discover a ransom note for the professor. And it says, Bruce, 
is to be in Gordon's office at midnight. Wait a second. Oh, Wait a second. I must have missed something. Please. First of all, the seal is comfortably sitting on the seat in the commissioner's office. Where else would he sit? Second of all, where did uh, where did O'Hara find the note? Uh, I it wasn't on his uh, thing. I, I must have missed where it was know. attached to one of his flippers. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I was making the motion. <laughs> oh great! So they they got this ransom note, right? Bruce is to be in Gordon's office at midnight, saying they will pay the ransom, and then. Batman and Robin are to pay the money. Gordon tells O'Hara to get Bruce on. Gordon tells O'Hara, get Bruce on the regular phone. I'm going to go call Batman on the bat phone. So Bruce answers, or Batman answers, and then Robin's there, or Dick is there in the study at Wayne Manor. Says, I will get Bruce. Commissioner Gordon. <clears throat> and so Gordon says, well, they should talk to each other. And we get another fantastic exchange. Fantastic. I absolutely love this. So good. This is not the so first good. time they have done it. but No, is, but this is the best one they've done. By far. Yeah. By far. Yeah. <clears throat> so Batman and Bruce are on the phones talking to each other. So, of course, he has, you know, Bruce has both of the phones in Wayne Manor. So Patman says, and it's great how Adam West does this. Great. He, there is a difference in how they talk because Bruce is much quieter, thoughtful, thinking about what he's saying. And Batman is louder, confident. Than what he is saying. So we get this exchange. I do not have it in full, but I, I do have this part. I suggest you tape the broadcast from the commissioner's office an hour earlier, and we will have a dummy package of money. A dummy package? A dummy package of money? That that sounds risky. Risk is our business, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Of course, Batman, I, I have the same faith in you that all of Gotham City has. I hope Robin and I are deserving of that faith. I'll make the arrangements and meet you at the commissioner's office at 11. Fine. So, yes, they have this. It, I, I cannot do it justice. Go out of your way. I don't care what you have to do. The, this, this show streaming on, like, other platforms, not our show, not Joker's Mustache. Right. But the, the, this particular episode, you can find. Go find it right now. You need you you must watch this. It, it's a highlight of of the entire series so far. <clears throat> so Gordon and O'Hara, of course, thrilled. They're just so happy they've been able to get Batman and and Bruce Wayne to talk to each other and solve all this. And Gordon breaks the fourth wall stares right at the camera and says, two men, so dissimilar in many respects, yet so similar in others. It was, this this scene was tremendous. Tremendous. <clears throat> we go to the Bruce Wayne ice arena. The Bruce Wayne, I still can't get over this. 
Bruce Wayne Ice Arena. Anyway, the narrator tells us, presently backstage at the Ice Arena, in the uh, dressing room of Glacia Glaze, nay, Emma Strunk. Glacia has this absurd, I don't, I wrote hat. That doesn't really do it just, it is a thing. It's about 12 feet tall. It has feathers all over the place. I have no idea what this was supposed to be, if this was the fashion at the time or what, but it was very odd. So uh, we learned that if uh, she has her little gimmick thing out, right? And so um, Aunt Harriet sees, wait, wait, just a second. Okay, so she she is actually, <clears throat> um, she is backstage. This is Bruce and Aunt Harriet haven't come in yet. She's talking to to uh, to Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze says, if Wayne agrees to my terms and Batman and Robin deliver the money, everything's in the ice bag, in the ice bag. I don't know what an ice bag is. <clears throat> and uh, do I have a chilling clincher for the Cape Crusader? So she closes her little gimmick. her makeup mirror, a compact it's called. And so in comes Anne Harriet and Bruce. Bruce notes, man, you've had a really bad day on the ship. So apparently this is all in one day that all this has happened. She got off the boat and then immediately that day, that evening, she's supposed to be doing this new ice review. She says it was ghastly. I don't want to talk about it. Aunt Harriet says, Aunt Harriet says, Glacia is hot. I, I That's not the words Aunt Harriet used, but that's essentially what she said. Yeah. Would you, was she hitting on Glacia at this point? She might've been. She was a very, very taken uh, with Glacia. No doubt about that. Glacia. It's not Glacier. You're going to have yeah. people thinking it's that wrestler from WCW. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. It wasn't Glacier. Say it with me. Glacia. Glacia. Glacier. 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 Go ahead. <clears throat> Aunt Harriet, of all people, notices her lovely compact. And of course, that's her two way radio to Mr. Freeze. So they hear some little speaking from it. And Aunt Harriet's like, what on earth was that? compact was speaking to me and she says oh no 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 it's it's no you didn't it's it's like a music box she says it's like a music box uh like one i had picked up in switzerland and bruce and harriet of course believes it because she's a dumb dumb but bruce is on to it he's like okay there's something not right here so we go to the lair They remove the professor from the deep freeze. He's been in 200 below temperature. So he should be ready to talk. Should be stone. <clears throat> Mr. Freeze says he should be stone cold by now. Maybe that's why I didn't wear the hat. Yeah. He should have dyed this black. But they pull him out. Dude's not cold. He's not even chilly. No. And he says to this, Mr. Freeze, I'm an Icelander, you frost-bitten baboon. 
this guy has he has zero zero fear. Yeah, and they, 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 they've given this dude all the villain lines. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Frostbitten baboon. A slight drop in temperature doesn't make any difference to me. I'm from Iceland. I would think that 200 below would probably uh, have an effect on even someone from Iceland, but since he called Mr. Freeze a frostbitten baboon, I'll let it slide. We go to the ice skating show and uh, <clears throat> Bruce and Aunt Harriet, uh, they, you know, they go up to get their uh, box seats. Yep. Do you generally, when you go to events, do you usually get box seats? You usually get a suite? A suite? <clears throat> sure. No, no. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Um. Yeah, maybe once or twice somebody had one. I can't remember specifically, but I do remember being in one once or twice. I had one at the last, uh, whatever it is, all in, all out, all out, right? Did you buy it with a bunch of people or how'd that well, work? A, bunch, uh, a buddy of mine got it. Nice. And then he just he had a bunch of people join in and do it. And it was, it was all right. Yeah. You got a lot more, you know, place to lounge and everything but <clears throat> some of it was you lost a little something yeah yeah i got you i i have i have an open um invite to do that again uh for this all out but i i don't know if i'm going or not i not quite sure yet so isn't that the uk one or? no uh, uh, the, uh, the uk is all in oh okay well so uh, so where is all out is in chicago oh, okay okay i got yeah you. so it's a three-hour drive for okay. me no bigs so anyway, Bruce, they, they get to their box seats. Bruce says, I have a call I got to go make. I'll be back in a few. Aunt Harriet is watching this show as if it is, it's, I, <clears throat> I don't even know what. Disney it's, on ice, the ice capates. <clears throat> it is the greatest thing yeah. ever in life. She loves life. this. Yeah, she loves it. It wasn't. It wasn't that great, but. Who am I to tell? I used to hate when my parents used to take me to the ice capades. I hated <sighs> it. Hated it, it. Never my jam either. No, no. Did not care for it. But, you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. We get a call. <clears throat> Bruce and Dick are talking to each other. They put, like, a little anti-eavesdrop bat plug on the phone. Yeah. So they can talk is is you know, talk about Batman Robin things and not be traced. Dick says, I did exactly what you asked, Bruce. I got the remote Batmobile control phase advancer. And I'm right behind police headquarters right now. So he has the Batmobile come to town. And we're going to put some, quote, bat clothes, bat clothes, in a red locker outside Gordon's office. And we are told... Alfred, this this will be fine. Alfred will take care of Aunt Harriet. Okay? Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, Alfred does not appear on this show. This is the one and only time. Wow. Alfred does not appear. And there had to be a reason for it. There had to be a reason for it. 
He's on the next show. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. 120 episodes. There was one, one where Alan Napier did not appear. Wow. It's this one. We go to Gordon's office. And so Bruce is there. He's taping this. Batman and Robin will make the delivery when, where, how, and if you so advise us. In return, we depend on you to keep your part of the bargain and release Professor Isaacson to the Cape Crusaders. Good evening. Gordon says, Bruce, you handled that like an old pro. And Bruce is like, an old pro at paying a large ransom to a contemptible kidnapper? Gordon says, it's dumb. It's dummy money. It's dummy money, as Batman suggested. And Bruce is like, where's Batman? I mean, Bruce was not happy Batman no. wasn't there. Party. Why, Party. why is he not here? I'm here. Says. And Gordon uh, defends him and says, he's probably stuck in traffic. Stuck in traffic? Ba- the Batmobile. Like, if the Batmobile. It, okay. I understand traffic. Totally. I get it. But if you're a, a police car, you're not generally, you can usually find some way to get. Yeah, when the around. Batman's coming down the road, people are getting out of the way. You can always depend on the Cape Crusaders, Gordon tells us. So, <clears throat> so uh, they know as Bruce leaves, he says, man, he didn't really sound like himself there. He, so brisk, brisk and brief. O'Hara says, well, it's probably the pressure. Pressure gets us all. Yes. Pressure gets us all. Bruce walks out. Five seconds later, Batman and Robin walk in. That was great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Batman's like, where? Where's Bruce? So I like it that both Bruce and Batman are like annoyed that they're not there together. Yeah. So Gordon's like, you had to have passed him in the hallway. And then we learned that Bruce had pre-taped the tel- the telecast. Pre-tape? Pre-tape? What type of sorcery is this in 1967? Mm. So <clears throat> they decide they're going to use the bat ropes. Get out. Gordon says they should stay until they find out where they are to take the money. And Batman says, uh, Batman asks about, what about this random note delivered by a seal? And he gives he gives Gordon a small echoing seal pulsator i'm still not sure what that is it sounds unspeakably lewd yes but but there was the this may have been the line of the episode right before it oh (laughs) again i'm I'm trying listen listen we we open our minds to imagination for a lot of things yes but batman says to gordon where is the seal Where's and the seal? And Gordon answers in a bathtub right down the hall. Why is there a bathtub at the commissioner's office in Gotham? Like, who uses that bathtub? I like to think O'Hara does after after he's had his his five martini lunch. I love he's got to wash off the. the he lays in a bathtub. You think he has a bubble bath? That's Absolutely. true. That was tremendous. Yes. Maybe where they keep Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so we head out the window. We get a reverse bat climb. They're climbing down, not up. 
We get a window cameo from a guy from London. Robin says, I think I think you're a king. And Batman corrects him and says, Robin, England has no king now. England has a queen and a great lady she is. And the, the guy agrees. We learn that this man is the carpet king, which is not a villain. It's just some guy, I guess, that sells carpet. Hold on. Oh, do you know who this Carpet King is? In the latest TV Legends Revealed, see the bizarre reason why one of the celebrity cameos of the 1960s Batman TV salesman was a carpet salesman. All right, you ready? You ready for this? I am ready. Please. TV Urban Legend. A carpet salesman made a cameo on Batman in 1967 Due to a deal he cut with a Batman producer over some rugs. I love it. This is a legit carpet king, bro. Good, good for the carpet king. <laughs> tremendous. tremendous. Even yeah. now, he, he should have really plugged his store or whatever. Bro, Maybe think it was about it. Think, carpet king. think about it. Say the producer ran up a carpet bill of 10 grand. Yes. You wouldn't trade that in for appearing in the window, bro? Like I need a heartbeat. They they should have just kept having like different people, like <laughs> a doctors yeah. and 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 you know whatever crazy, else. Crazy Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. What Lawyers. Yeah. Popping yeah. out the windows. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> the Carpet King says, "We have a second story. We have second story men in England, but this is ridiculous." Did you enjoy the cameo of the carpet? King? I did. Yes, I did. Yes, because I, I knew I knew that I knew there was something behind it. I knew it. I'm glad you did. You know why? Why? No more cameos. Oh, this All the is window it? cameos are over. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. No cameos in season three. Nope. No window cameos. No wow. time for that. Yeah. <clears throat> so we go to the lair. They have put the professor in the freezer. They have pumped him full of dry ice. So I guess I was wrong earlier when I said, what other kind of ice is there besides frozen ice? There's dry ice. <clears throat> they say with the frozen ice, with his veins full of dry ice, something may happen. Glacia shows up. They turn on the TV. This is cute because Mr. Freeze says, let the TV warm up. See, he's Mr. Freeze. He's- yeah. And I love, I love the playing with the antenna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah. They watch the broadcast. Bruce saying Batman and Robin will make the payment <clears throat> when they have the directions. You know, when we have the directions, we'll be making, they'll make the delivery. And then Batman says, because Batman and Robin have snuck in and says, in fact, we're making the delivery right now. And Mr. Freeze like, oh, how, how did you know? How, how is this? He says, look, here's your money. Batman hands him, Batman hands him the ransom money. Mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze takes one look at it. He just goes like this. He goes, it's fake. Well, bro, it looked like when he, when he fanned, he fanned through the money. <laughs> it looked like the backside was blank. Well, that was, that was whenever you make dummy money. I'm not trying to tell anyone how to counterfeit or anything. Right, right. But you may want to print both sides. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I look like the back was blank. So, Freeze asks his cronies, says, 
Give me the freeze gun. So he gets the freeze gun out. Batman and Robin are just standing there. And he starts spraying them. And just like, it's it's not going to work. Says, Robin says, thanks to the super thermalized bat skivvies we're wearing. So they have their super thermalized bat skivvies. This freeze gun has no effect. Then, of course, we get the fight. And it's it's a pretty good fight. Blocks of ice are thrown. Butts are quite literally, not figuratively, butts are quite literally kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Robin gets grabbed. They throw him into the sub-zero temperature vaporizing cabinet. Batman gets thrown in there too as Freeze and Glacia celebrate. He turns on a switch. Sees a, a light's not working. Taps on it a few times. Now the light's working. Everything's good. <clears throat> and he says, all I have to do is turn on the sub-zero temperature gauge. When they're cooled down a little, I will activate the vaporizing pipe pump. Also sounds lewd. And evaporate the cape double crossers directly under the ice of the Bruce Wayne ice arena. Imagine, Glacia! Being able to do your world's famous waltzing routine directly on top of Batman and Robin. They're already beginning to frost up. Yes. What fiendish freezing isometric exercise is this? Is it the isolated end of the dynamic duo? Have they concluded their refrigerated cycle to be vaporized and become part of Bruce Wayne's ice rink? Stay frozen to your furniture. Tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Tremendous. Also, I hope you enjoyed same bat time, same bat channel, because that is the last time it is uttered in this. No way. No way. Yep. Oh, so that, that's man. what I have been told. We will we will find out if, wow. if it's incorrect, but I'm pretty sure that is the case. All right, listen, you have two minutes. Uh, <clears throat> WrestleCrap and uh, 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 the arcade. WrestleCrap.com is awesome. You guys should all go there. We have so much fun stuff there all the time. Uh, just inductions, lengthy talks of terrible things in wrestling. We also have uh, Squash of the Week. I do a mailbag, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Definitely check that out. Rupert's Kids Arcade is the arcade, the charity arcade that I do work with. You can find out more about that at facebook.com slash Rupert's Kids Arcade. <clears throat> we have uh, King of Arcade coming up. We're also installing a bubble hockey machine. It's a Mr. Freeze episode, and we're installing ice, a, a hockey game. Very nice. So that will be fun. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. So, yeah. All right. Next week, what's the name of the episode? This was Ice Spy, the next episode, which, in fact, is the final episode of season two, is the Duo Defy. We will be here next week. Right here in a joke is mustache. The Duo Defy for me and RD. We'll see you next time. Oh, you didn't even say it. Same that time. Same bad channel. We could say it again. Say bad time. Say bad channel. Oh,